the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Always glad to spend this hour with you. It is nine o'clock Pacific time here at AM eleven seventy. The answer and and if you're hearing a little banging in the background, don't fear. It's not a, a liberal trying to break his way in and and hammer me. Um, it's actually a little bit of construction going on here. Um, what do you think, uh, DJ Carrot Sticks? Maybe maybe it's uh, KCBQ building me a Krispy Kreme or or a Starbucks coffee shop here because y'all know I, I got to have my dynamite uh, and my uh, donuts and my dynamite here. Um, try to not let that keep you from focusing on the topics we have at hand because we got some heavy stuff to talk to you about. And I am so glad to have my gal Alicia Dern calling in all the way from St. Louis. Hey, Louie. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm good. Um, the question is, how were you back there last time we had you on the show? You had some flooding going on and all kinds of stuff happening in St. Louis. Uh, we're good. The flooding is dried up, and now it's just hot and sticky. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been kind of sticky here, too, in San Diego. In fact, we've had some incredibly like humid weather that's really uncharacteristic for us. Um but anyway, let's get to it. If you can kind of tell, I'm feeling, I'm really not myself tonight. I'm feeling a little unsettled. I got to be honest with the topics we have at hand. It's really not the hammering that's got me kind of feeling a little, a little uneasy. It's the really heavy topics we got to talk about, you know, Alicia. I mean, it's really, as I came to the studio tonight, I was thinking it was kind of a really mixed day uh, for America and for the world in news. Lots of, um, inco- you know... Odd stories, but most of them all had to do, it's a day about life and about death, you know, literally and figuratively. And usually, you know, I like to be the happy warrior, Alicia. I like to come in here and share the hour with Todd and you all out there. And by the way, if you want to be a part of the show, uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrew K5. Friend me here on Facebook. You can, we try to take some time for callers towards the end of the show, 888-344-1170. You know, I come here passionately every week, and, and but I... About the topics that mean so much to me, but I, I try to do it from a, a place of the fact that, as Peggy says, I'm a happy warrior. But sometimes you just got to be serious, and these are real serious topics, Alicia. When we are literally talking about you know life and death, and you know from the Planned Parenthood videos to the Iran nuke deal to even talking about the IRS and the Hillary email scandals. I mean, we are literally talking about lives that are being either literally destroyed or in some way destroyed. And actually, even that leads me to one of the biggest topics today that we haven't even talked about in a year is a year later, suddenly we start seeing signs of wreckage that's come ashore from that Malaysian airliner that went missing a year ago. Do you remember that, Alicia? I do. Yes. 
Yeah, it, it, it went missing last year, and it so seemed to vanish in thin air that there was all kinds and all manners of, of crazy conspiracy theories, like it was scuttled to some island somewhere or or diverted and taken over somewhere in the Middle East and was going to be used as a terrorist attack, and everybody was kind of waiting for this thing. But then it was like, well, what did they do with all the passengers? Um, so, you know, there was all these conspiracy theories because it was just so crazy. But And it seems like so long ago, even though it was just a year, because there's been so many stories that have happened since then. But it really was a mysterious event. But what stands out in my mind and what strikes me today is when I remember that story, what really got me so much about that was not the mystery of what happened to the airliner. It was the grief on the part of those families and especially the mothers. And I got to thinking about them today because I remember last year when it happened and I was thinking... I even posted on Facebook at the time. I said the universal language around the world is not English. It's it's a mother's love and a mother's grief when she's lost her child. And I thought about all those mothers today, and I thought about them. And then I thought about the grief of a mother and the love of a mother in relation to the other top stories today that happened with Planned Parenthood, where we had a fourth video come to light as to the atrocities that have been happening involving mothers, involving motherhood in this country. And um, so a fourth video has come to light. And, you know, when it comes to this story, it's been a movement, a deception, and a hoax that's been perpetrated on women to deny them the bond that we saw in play with this Malaysia airline and, and to tell them that they don't even need or, or should even care about their children, at least until certain segments of our society and our government tells them that they should care about their children. And these women have been manipulated and indoctrinated into this, believing that it's her choice, mainly because the feminist movement got on board with this to try to tell a woman that she's been a victim of men and deserves to have her reproductive justice. As though, I'm just going to say it, killing her unborn child is somehow a payback against men and for how women haven't been getting their due rights in society somehow. It's all particularly twisted. In fact, that's not an aspect that I've really been hearing much talked about lately, but it's very much been in play here in this. And one of the ways that the feminist movement has gone about to devalue many or most aspects of motherhood, of womanhood, especially motherhood, has been to um, devalue the child. So it's, you know, it's the abortion in that manipulation and the indoctrination has really just been a tool to play the game of identity politics and gain that as a voting block, because that's really what liberalism is all about. That's what this identity politics is about. Liberalism is about control and it's about controlling lives. And what greater way that you can have of in matter of control over society than control over people's minds, their bodies and their lives Am I may, am I connecting too many dots here, Alicia, or do you see it the same way that I do? You know, um, I do see that there is a, a devaluing of the mother role, and uh, you know, it bothers me a little bit because I think that uh, motherhood is one of the most important things that women do, and it's so important um, for our society. It's important for the human species, and it's a gift that we are we're given as our you know as women. And so, you know, to be told that motherhood is uh, not valuable or that, uh, you know, we should be concerned about careers and all those things, I mean, I think it devalues 
what we, what God put us on earth to do to, in a large part. So I, I do see that. Um, you know, the, 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 there are, I think, a couple schools of feminism, and the feminism schools that I prefer are the ones that say that women can be valued both in business and in, as women in motherhood, and that we don't have to uh, shake off our femininity in order to be um, equal. Right. And and I actually think there's another school of thought in terms of true feminism, which is everybody's choices should be respected. And that includes the choice for some women to not have children. But this right. movement has gone so far as to demonize women who decided to stay at home and raise their children, to demonize women that decide to have a child that may have um, they have found have birth defects in the womb. That's also been another ruse that's, you know, as part of this liberal mindset, that is that the liberals think that that they should have the right as a society to decide what lives are valuable and which ones aren't. So, you know, right. the, the party of science wanted to use science as a way to, I mean, this is so Hitler and Mangala to decide, you know, which lives are valuable and which ones aren't. And, you know, unfortunately for the party of science, the party that wants to tell us that every snowstorm is a result of global warming, you know, um, one of the ways they tried to get over on women um, was to hide the science from women, was to spin it. Um, by te- using words like zygote or, you know, cl- clump of glue or specimen instead of baby, as well as to hide the science in, in, in terms of the ultrasound from the women. But they but it's caught up to them because science is advanced, as well as the fact that we've now got these videos that have come out from Planned Parenthood that has busted this whole thing wide open. And, it, and, and now it's not just about the science that's been revealed, but about the fact that it's even deeper and more depraved than that. This is no longer even just about killing children for convenience. This is also about then harvesting them, picking them, their shredded parts apart and selling those parts for profit on the open market. So a fourth video was revealed today. I, I don't know if it came revealed after after a California court decided to uh, level an injunction to stop any future videos coming out. We'll talk about that later, but we're going to yeah, take a it, break. It was. It was after? Yeah. Well, well, you are the Alicia Dern is the legal and libertarian analyst, and that's why she's on the show. She's going to keep me honest when it comes to this legal, the legal aspects of every one of these topics tonight, because we're going to talk about this. We're going to also talk about Hillary and her email situation, the legalities there. Uh, Yeah. yeah. DJ Carrot Sticks got a giggle out of that one. We're going to talk about all these topics. We're also going to have a little good news because Timothy Shea is going to call in at the bottom half of the hour and bring some bring some good news to the situation politically in regards to uh, continuing uh, his segments on the convention of states idea in terms of getting some, you know, power back to the people. So we're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to continue to talk about these videos of Planned Parenthood and more right here on the Andrea K show. Don't change that dog folks. AM1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM1170theanswer. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen & Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen & Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. When you hear these phrases, where does your mind take you? Strolling along the water's edge, a fresh breeze gently blows as you hear children laughing and playing. Shopping in an open marketplace where the rustle of people buying and selling mixes with the scent of freshly baked bread and music that tickles your ears and adds pep to your steps. Traveling with like-minded people who embody and embolden your hopes in a majestic country. These experiences only scratch the surface when you join us in Israel for nine breathtaking days this fall. Join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager for this unforgettable and timely expedition to the land of Israel. Stand with Israel this October like never before. See firsthand how the old and new combine to create a beautiful tapestry that will introduce you to a remarkable nation. Become engulfed in the beauty of Mediterranean landscapes and culinary delights, all in the comfort of four- and five-star accommodations. For cost and trip details, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Look no further. We have the answer. AM 1170. It's my Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. You know what I just realized, Todd? We didn't really talk about bumper music before I came in. So good song choice there. Excellent job there. Um, before the break, we were talking about uh, the, the fourth video that was uh, released today. Now, um, I kind of alluded to the fact that there was a, a California court that actually issued an injunction, not against the illegal activity going on with the Planned Parenthood, Alicia, but against the video makers. So, but then we had a fourth video come out. So tell me what happened there. Well, I mean, uh, obviously the video came out after the injunction. I don't know if the the video makers leaked it or if somebody else leaked it. Um, but they're probably going to get called into the court for uh, contempt of court for violating the court's injunction. And uh, the, the judge is going to be interested in finding out whether or not they intentionally disobeyed the court's order. And contempt of court can carry it, uh, fines as well as jail time. So it'll, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, it'll be interesting uh, to see, you know, what's on the other tapes. Because this was, this was video number four out of, I think, supposedly video number nine. And there's lots of, lots of comments, lots of clips. I pulled a few clips. And, and had well, Todd did. I'm not an engineer. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, but one of the things that really jumped out at me that really hasn't gotten as much play today as some of the others. There's so many shocking things in this video as well as another video um, today. And and I want Todd to play the first clip from this and see if this one jumped out at you the way it did me. Sometimes you know, if we get if someone delivers before we are able to see them for procedure, then we are intact. Uh huh. Um, but you'll That's never not know. What we go for. Yeah, <laughs> we try for that to happen. Um, wait, wait a second. They're delivered beforehand. A child is delivered beforehand and and brought into the Planned Parenthood, and then what do they do with it, Alicia? They're saying that the child is delivered and then killed after. Yeah, but 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 it, had I been the one videotaping them, I would have said, well, "What do you mean delivered? At what stage? And what are you doing with these babies when they're brought in?" So I mean, are, are these full-term babies? And what is being done to these? Well, these they, are delivered and then and then and then brought into Planned Parenthood intact. Was, she says. 
it would be it would be clearly a crime to uh, harvest the organs out of a full term baby. Well, that's what you she know, said, and that's a question that needs to be answered. And I haven't heard anybody answer that question today as to what that meant and what she said and what they what meant and what they did with those. I don't know how those video filmmakers didn't ask that question, but. They did, but it goes on from there because they did ask some other questions. And, and anybody out there, you know, most people have already seen these videos, but for the few people who haven't, I wanted them to hear this next clip in terms of, um, okay, so those are the babies that are intact and brought in to Planned Parenthood. Here's what they find from the ones after they after they harvest them. I know I've seen livers, I've seen stomachs, I've seen neural, plenty of neural tissue. We usually mm-hmm. can see the whole brain usually come out. The whole brain. Now that tells me that these are these are pretty much full term or really far along babies, Alicia. Now yeah, they these are these are late term. They they aren't they are talking about late term uh, abortions. And Denver is one of the few Planned Parenthood clinics that's able to do these late term abortions. And so women from around the country will go there if they uh, have been given a serious diagnosis and they decide. Uh, to terminate the pregnancy. But the one thing I will say, though, is that these clinic, the Denver Clinic's not going to take, from what I understand, it doesn't take late-term abortions unless it's also been signed off by the woman's doctor locally and there's some medical necessity for it. Well, again, these are, well, these are uh, women who are seven or eight months into pregnancy. Well, you know what? I to mind I don't I don't want to I don't know how much I want to get into you know people's choices in terms of whether or not there's actual and and what defines a medical need to my knowledge uh, true late term abortion where the where the baby is actually delivered into the birth canal a full full term um, you know um, there's never been a, a true medical necessity for that. So uh, I'm yeah, not really, I, I think what we're talking about is, is, is people who decide, you know what, I find out I got a Down syndrome baby and maybe I don't want it. Or maybe they get too far along in the pregnancy and decide, you know what, I mean, we, we hear of these teenagers that don't even know they're pregnant until they're eight months in. So I, yeah, I think. It's still be told throughout the entire United States to terminate a baby past eight months. Well, you know, we've got the Democrat Party that just signed 100 percent Democrats in law signed by Obama to make a late term abortion for any reason whatsoever. That's what the left wants. That's what Governor Cuomo wants in the state of New York for any reason. Sex selection, convenience doesn't matter right up until right up until nine months. So I want to go further because because one the, the next clip is about coordination, because, OK, let's say that it's for medical necessity for somebody to have this. Let, let's say that that is the truth here. That didn't even have anything to do with justifying the the uh, selling and harvesting of their parts and the um, illegality that's going on and the extent to which they're willing to coordinate. Play the next clip, Todd. So I feel like if you're talking to other plant parents, we sort of all have to be on the same page. Right. Mm. Almost mm. to the point where we have to disclose to each other that we're all doing this. So if anyone gets called out or runs with it, that we're all like, oh, I didn't know you were doing this. Oh, I'm doing this, too. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. we have to be... Um, I think we have to be coordinated with To keep other. the story straight. Yes. <laughs> well, and to make sure that we're all saying the same thing. Right. And that the CEOs are all saying the same thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, then she goes on to talk about, which everybody's heard, that she says, well, we got to label it as research because we can't label it as, you know, really what we're doing, which is selling the parts. You know, the last clip, it, you know, she even goes on to say, we can't get caught selling fetal parts across state lines. So this is not right. about health care. This isn't about, you know, women's reproductive justice. You know, there's no need for that to be going on, Alicia. I want to then switch to another video that hasn't gotten near as much play that was sent to me today. And this involves taking it even a much farther um, 
uh, criminal. What we have here is in in this video is we have um, Abby Johnson, I think is her name. And she is a she worked at Planned Parenthood, was a director of a Planned Parenthood for eight years. And she starts describing in these videos about um, salesmanship. And the that, you know, one of the fallacies that's being pitched to us about Planned Parenthood and why we there continues, why it's about women's health care and why we need to continue to fund it as taxpayers is because the abortions is just a small percentage of the work that they do. Well, actually, if you listen to Abby Johnson and what she was talking about um, in in these clips, you can hear all about um, really what a money making racket it is. I mean, Best Buy, um, good guys. None of the audio, you know, video uh, kings in San Diego got salesmanship going on like this Planned Parenthood clinic. Todd, if you can play the first clip. We were there as a family planning clinic Mm -hmm. who provided abortions. Uh. Okay. But the whole premise behind being a family planning clinic is to get women on a contraceptive method that will eventually fail them. We know that 54% of women having abortions were using contraception at the time they got pregnant. So... The whole purpose is get them on a contraceptive method that will fail them so that we can make them abortion patients. So we're willing to be lost leaders, if you will, in the contraceptive movement because we will eventually sell them our big ticket item, which is abortion. Yeah, let, let, let's put that let's put that milk on a discount so maybe we can get them into Vons and they'll buy that ribeye when they get in there. Yeah, I mean, it is really crass to talk about. Uh, to talk about it this way, I mean, abortion should not be something that a woman undertakes lightly. What they should be saying is we need to give uh, sexual education and birth control to women who don't want to have children. Well, there she goes on to describe the salesmanship methods that they use, that they are intentionally offering contraceptives, uh, contraceptives that they know are going to end up because it involves uh, you know, human beings who, you know, she even goes on to talk about no 14-year-old girl is going to remember to take the pill at the same exact time every day. So they offer these contraceptives strictly as a means to lure them in, knowing that they're going to fail, so that they can then turn right around and sell them abortions. It's a salesmanship racket. I wasn't that good of a saleswoman selling copy machines. This isn't just about crass language, Alicia. This is it about an abortion mill. Involving yeah, I mean, the lives of children. And then it's like they're luring them in, intentionally engaging them, trying to sell them so that they can then sell the parts for profit. I mean, that should be medical malpractice. Look, you know, you don't want to have patients coming in and having unnecessary procedures that you can prevent. Abortions can actually cause damage to the woman's uterus. Yeah. They don't care about the, they don't care about it. This isn't about women's health. There are women that die from abortions. There are women that be, end up infertile from abortions that, that get infections and, and a whole host of situations. And then because there's also many women that end up getting sucked into this cycle that end up having multiple abortions. And let's talk about the long term emotional damage that's done to women that hasn't been talked about. Todd, can you play the next couple of clips? And then we're going to we move a- on from this topic. We had a quota for abortion, so we were to sell abortion to women when they came in. Over 90% of pregnant women who enter Planned Parenthood will have an abortion. So, Wait, what was that number? Over 90%. The idea that they're there to offer options or referrals for other services is just a farce because my 
director told us that our goal was to create every phone call and every client visit to turn that into a revenue generating visit. Well, if a woman comes in and she's pregnant, the only way we can do that is by selling her an abortion. Right. Yeah. I mean, there it is. I mean, this is this is a racket. Women who enter plant. That is awful. I mean, yeah. it's just awful. And I am I am a pro-choice woman, and I actually have given money to Planned Parenthood when I was younger because I knew young women who that was the only way they could afford health care. The idea that you should be encouraging or pushing an abortion on anybody is absolutely repugnant. I believe that it should be a choice for a woman, but it doesn't. But it shouldn't be encouraged. It's not the ideal for any woman. Well, here's the reality. If it's going to continue to be the law under, under Roe v. Wade, which, by the way, makes no sense legally to me because the idea is supposed to be that you have privacy with your doctor and it's her body, her choice. Meanwhile, my argument has been forever. That doesn't make sense because I don't have the right to sell my kidneys. I don't have the right. Uh, uh, that, that's against the law. So here we've got under the guise of her body, her choice, which is not really so, um, organs, things that I can't sell myself under my body, my choice are being harvested from dead babies. So it, it doesn't even make sense as a matter of law. But let's say the, the law, at least as that, as that interpretation is, but let's say that law is going to continue to, to exist. Um, there's absolutely no way that this organization should continue to be funded by taxpayer dollars, particularly since we now find out Obamacare covers abortions anyway. My money, not one dime of taxpayers' money should go to fund that organization, and it should lose its tax-exempt status immediately. And shame on the GOP who left uh, for their August recess and, and failed to defund this organization. This is barbaric. In fact, Mark Stein wrote a great column called um, Clumps, Clumps, Lies, and Videotape. And he talks about, you know, we are, this is infanticide what is going on here. This is absolutely barbaric. The Obama administration's response is we're not going to let the extremist, you know, uh, attack women. The extremism is the people that think that you should be able to deliver a baby. He actually, you know, when Barack Obama, let's remember back when he was running for office in 08, and it came to light that when he was a state senator in in, uh, Illinois, he almost never voted as a state senator, voted president all the time. One of the rare exceptions he made was when he actually, not only did he vote, but he actually argued on behalf of denying medical care to a child who was born, who still born alive after, after abortion. In fact, a nurse found a baby in a drawer and talked about holding it while it died. This is barbaric. That is extremist. And in fact, Mark Stein's article was about how no other country in the world has an abortion conglomerate like Planned Parenthood. And, you know, the left loves to talk about Europe and the great European socialists. In France, it's illegal after 12 weeks. Italy, 13 weeks. In Norway, it's up to 18 weeks, but it still requires a government commission. So, you know, this is not the norm around the world. This is barbaric. And the American people, you know, uh, if you want to argue about a clump of cells and you want to make it be pro-choice, you got to at least stop it at a certain point. You know, come on, Alicia, like like France, maybe at 12 weeks. But, you know, the left. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of states have the rule of 22 weeks. Um, federally, it's viability, but I, I think, you know. Well, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of facts right now that at 22 and 24 weeks, babies are living. So, right. you know. Right. Well, I, I, I certainly isn't, you know, birth canal. <laughs> right. Uh, but but I, I have, I'm genuinely appalled at the idea of, like, let's put, we have to have a quota of abortions. I mean, Planned Parenthood should exist. 
to help women avoid uh, unwanted pregnancies in the first place and to help them avoid disease and all these other things. The, the idea that they that they have a, a quota, it just it, it blows my mind. It's not a it's not a for profit business selling a commodity. Yeah. I mean, they're acting like they're a day spa with a quota on selling mascara and facial creams. Right. That's not health care. There's too many risks involved for women physically and mentally, emotionally, and it's, and it's permanent for the rest of their lives. And to me, this represents the liberal mindset of devaluing life and devaluing humanity for the purpose of having control over women. You look at the level of control they have over these girls that come in there that are 14 years old that have no idea that half of them they're not schooled on the fact you don't take that pill at the same time every day and even if they are schooled they're admitting there at Planned Parenthood that they know that they're going to fail and they want them to fail and they want them to come in and get the big ticket item we're going to have to shift gears here because I don't want to overwork though I've already done half the show on Planned Parenthood so I want to move on we've got lots of topics to cover we're going to talk about the GOP and what's going on there uh, their war against conservatives and how they've bandied together with the Democrats against, you know, we the people. Timothy Shea is going to talk about some good news on that front in terms of what's happening with the convention of states. Then I want to touch base on the IRS uh, and the Hillary. And I want to talk about the fact that these students at the University of Virginia filed a lawsuit today against the Rolling Stone magazine because they went on a witch hunt to try to foster this whole war on women mantra going around around the nation, all as a part, in my opinion, to help prop up Hillary going into 2016. So Alicia's going to give us some legal analysis on that. So stay tuned, folks. More to come on The Andrea K Show. Welcome to the good San Diego's for intelligent and conservative talk. AM 1170, The Answer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Don't overpay for life insurance. Dennis Prager here. There's a major price war going on between the top companies that you should be taking advantage of now. I've always said it's a moral obligation to have enough life insurance, but it makes no sense to pay too much. Tom Elliott saves you time and money by shopping trusted insurance companies for you. Even if you think you have adequate coverage, call Tom to see if he can get you the same or better coverage for less. Even with medical or weight issues, Tom can save you money. For the absolute best deal on life insurance, nobody beats Tom Elliott. Hi, this is Tom. I'm so confident I can find you the lowest rate. I'll send you a beautiful 3 by 5 foot American flag with embroidered stars and sewn stripes with your free quote. Even with type 2 diabetes, if it's well managed, I may be able to get you the super preferred rate. 
It's always free to find out. So call me at 877-894-LIFE. That's 877-894-LIFE. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. We're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about what's going on in D.C. Um, besides just the Planned Parenthood thing. You know, this guy, uh, Mark Meadows, introduced a resolution uh, to oust none other than John Boehner. And, um, it, it, you know, both Mitch McConnell and Boehner have basically just been, you know, another Harry Reid and Pelosi. You've got McConnell, who used cloture to pass the Iran nuke deal. Without any amendments holding them back, you know, withholding sanctions unless they're willing to acknowledge Israel. You know, he lied to push the TPA and the TPP deal. And, uh, you know, you got Boehner who wouldn't allow a vote to defund Planned Parenthood or to defund Sanctuary City. So Mark Meadows, you know, he got fed up with this and introduced a resolution to oust uh, Speaker Boehner. Um, that's really probably not going to go anywhere because, first of all, Boehner wouldn't even allow, allow it to, to come up for a vote, a vote. You know, he's like, oh, I've got the, you know, support of all my colleagues out there. Well, really, Boehner? If so, then why would you allow it to come, prove it? Allow it to come up for a vote. You know, Meadows went on to say that the problem with Boehner is, and it's the same thing with McConnell, is that Boehner, he says, tried to consolidate power and centralized decision making, bypassing the majority of 435 members of Congress and the people they represent. Well, that doesn't make that means that he's just like every other Marxist in the Democrat Party. He goes on to say that Boehner used the calendar to create crises for the people in order to compel members to vote. Again, that's just more Marxism. We there's no daylight between the parties for me. And so an idea came about and for other people. So an idea came about and I think it was Mark Levin who started this idea. Uh, involving something called the Convention of States. And Timothy Shea reported on that a while back. And I guess there's an update going on with the Convention of States because there's we've got to get the power back to the people because we were not supposed to be, we are not set up as a society to have a ruling class over the peasants. And that's pretty much where we're at. So, Timothy Shea, welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Thanks, Andrea, for having me on. And hello, Alicia. Mark wasn't the one that began this idea, but he's the one that's gotten it the most publicity lately. The framers are actually the ones that gave us the Convention of States in Article 5. It was the ultimate failsafe. And if you look back in U.S. history, this nation was always referred to as these United States. Okay, They were independent, sovereign states that were bound together into a constitutional republic. But the framers had the foresight to realize that power corrupts absolutely and is a final failsafe against a rapacious federal government. The states would have the power to rein in what the federal government was doing. We now have 200 state legislators that have met. They represent 40 different states. They've met to draft the rules of a convention of states. Okay, and that's very important because once you call a convention of states, the amendments that are eligible to be decided upon are those that are contained or that are provided for in the rules of the convention. Right. So what they're doing now is determining what the scope of the potential amendments would be that would reign in the federal government. And then they're going to go back to their 40 states and 
introduce legislation to get those rules and the request for a convention of states passed by the individual state legislators. Sounds really complicated. It is. It's a constitutional mechanism, but it is absolutely essential to the preservation or actually the restoration of our constitutional republic, because right now we are a flat out democracy. It is the tyranny of the majority. And you're absolutely right. There's zero daylight between the parties. I left the Republican Party, to which I was an elected official at a local and state level, uh, delegate level in Massachusetts. I left it five years ago because of what the party had become. I'm a registered conservative now. So Boehner and McConnell are no different than Reed and Pelosi. No different. No, they've proven that. I mean, they, they, they didn't just prove it after we gave them the majority, the American people did, uh, last fall over Obamacare and amnesty. But to not vote with the, with the I keep saying the videos, well, videos and the audio that has come out with what is going on with Planned Parenthood and all we're asking is a people to defund it and not use our taxpayer dollars for it, and they refuse to even vote for that. That is such a betrayal of of everything that this nation and that the certainly the Republican Party is supposed to stand for, as well as defunding the sanctuary cities. We are at a critical time in our in our nation and everybody right now. There's so much of infighting between, you know, so much about Trump and a really deep, 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 deep division within the party. And it's because people are panicked, Timothy, as to what's going to happen if we don't get the right person in office in 2016. People are literally in a panic mode. We're at a tipping point. People don't realize the economic crash that's coming. China is on the precipice, and when China goes, it's going to impact us just like a tsunami. The tsunami in Japan washed ashore in California to Washington. So, too, will the Chinese economic collapse. We are in very parlous times, and this election is critical. You're absolutely correct. And I want to compliment you, two on how you handled the Planned Parenthood and abortion discussion in the first half. One of the clips you didn't get to was the glee yeah. in which the abortionist called out, oh, another boy. Well, yeah. I could have been another boy if Roe had been a 61 decision, as could my brother, because we're both adopted. But if abortion were available back then, and if it were pushed and proselytized and pressured the way it is now by Planned Parenthood, I very well could have ended up in that Petri dish. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for also, um, when you hosted my show a couple of weeks ago, you actually called in the CEO of uh, STEM Express. STEM Express, yeah. STEM Express. And you actually took a different take on them because one of the things that Abby Johnson talked about in the video, and I didn't get a chance to um, get to that clip, was when she wrote her book, she says, you know what, we don't really need to want to wage war against the people involved in the abortion industry. You know, be, let's let's wage war on the ideology and what's going on here uh, and not the people themselves. And that's what you did when you called in Kate Dyer and you left a message for her, the CEO of STEM Express. You offered, instead of attacking her and calling her demonic and evil, you offered her redemption. And it was so touching to me that you did that. 
and especially coming from someone, you know, who is adopted. So I want to thank you for putting that different approach to it, because I think that that's another way to reach people on this topic and well, to take the vitriol out. always possible. And I, I do believe that it is possible. Norma Jane McCovey, who was Jane Roe, who, by the way, never did have an abortion. Okay, so the, the abortion decision, which is one of the worst, Alicia can verify this, it's one of the worst drafted legal decisions by the Supreme Court ever uh, in terms of its logic and its structure. It's almost as bad as the Obamacare decision. Uh, she never had an abortion. She's now an ardent pro-life activist. And they're, you know, you're a happy warrior. I'm a happy warrior. The upbeat, positive ending to this story is that young people today, young men and women on campus, are committed to ending abortion on demand. It is the greatest civil rights issue of our generation, bar none. It's not the Confederate flag. It's not any of the distractions that are put out there. Abortion is the number one civil rights issue of our age. Particularly since and I'm glad you brought that up, Timothy. Right. Well, I'm glad you brought up the civil rights issue because the majority of Planned Parenthood clinics are in minority neighborhoods, and that was by design because Margaret Sanger actually created Planned Parenthood for the purpose of eliminating the black race. And two-thirds of Planned Parenthood abortion mills are within walking distance of a black or Hispanic neighborhood. Absolutely. More black babies were aborted in New York City last year than were born. And more abortions have been performed every year in America than in France, Germany, and Canada combined. Uh, this is just, you know, hopefully, and and I and I believe that the tide, I think you're right, Timothy, I think the tide is turning on this. So I'm going to turn, I got to turn the tables on another topic. Thank you for calling in about both of those conventions of state and Planned Parenthood. And thank you for being such a good friend and supporter of the show. Thanks for having me on. Good night. Um, Good night, hon. Speaking of campuses, Alicia, and uh, the war on women, because I think that, quite frankly, um, what might have started out as a good intention for women at one point has ended up being a war on women. When you are intentionally trying to to incite them and um, what's the word I'm looking for? When wh- What's the word that entrapment? It's almost as though they're entrapping women intentionally uh, into abortions. That's a war on women, quite frankly. And the women are being used and exploited politically. And one way that's being women are being used and exploited, uh, so much of liberalism is about identity politics. It's about telling people that they're victims, uh, identifying for them who their you know evildoer boogeyman is, and then pretending that the left is their savior. Right now, there's this big movement on the left to claim that there's a rape crisis on on uh, every college campus. To the degree to where you had Rolling Stone magazine going around witch hunting and shopping for a story. And lives were destroyed. Tonight's about, you know, lives being at stake. Lives are literally destroyed here because the story was written in a way to out. You know, women who are, who are rape victims are supposed to have their identities protected. But any woman or any uh, writer for any liberal rag, I guess, can accuse anybody of anything and destroy their lives. Well, today, I guess the boys filed a lawsuit and the editor resigned. Do I have the story right? Uh, yes, you do. It actually followed um, a lawsuit that was filed a month ago by the University of Virginia itself against Rolling Stone. Um, and then the, uh, the, the boys, the, the graduates who were accused of rape, Followed that with their own suit. So what? What do they have a case? Is this a straight defamation? Is it libel? We're, it's a def, it, well, defamation is a broad category that includes both libel and slander. Okay. Um, so technically, it's libel, but yeah, both within defamation. 
Um, yes, they do have a case. I think that they have a stronger case even than uh, the University of Virginia does because the University of Virginia uh, is a, a governmental body. There's, a, there's, there's some First Amendment justification for uh, reporting on what they do and, and uh, treating them as a public figure. But the private figures are the the men who are accused are private figures. They're not celebrities. They're not uh, politicians. And so if the Rolling Stone magazine publishes a story that is um, false, then they can, they can prove libel against them. Um, accusing somebody of crime is a defamation per se. So you don't even have to prove malice uh, a lot of times in those situations. So, you know, they, they do have a case. So typically a magazine will say that so-and-so has been accused of this and it's alleged, and that's why you see all that sort of hedging language in newspapers. But the but Rolling Stone, you know, went the further step in pushing this story that has actually taken California's campuses by storm as well. There's been California law based on this idea that all the women on campus are getting raped. So I, I don't know if you know this, but in California there is now a law that says the women have to affirmatively say yes to have sex when in college as opposed to <laughs> just not saying no. Now, okay, now right. what does that mean? They're supposed to say yes? They can't say yay? Have, or is it supposed to be... To yes. And they have Why, to say but, yes at every stage, apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're, so we're at first base. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's ridiculous. It's not how people act. No, know? I mean, you guys are into this law. I don't have never teenagers. <laughs> We got to keep a G, but I'm just sitting here flashing back as as every woman listening to this and every guy thinking, "Oh, really?" At every stage, I got to stop and ask. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, this is right. that's I mean, absolutely absurd. They're going to have to start hiring lawyers to write contracts. I mean, these are the same people who believe that women are too dumb to uh, to handle their birth control. You know, so they're like, "Okay, they're too dumb to handle their birth control." But they need to have, you know, legal contracts to have sex in the first place. I mean, right. It's People, insane. Right. And, and your clients are going to have to, like, keep you on call at all times and, like, text you a photo. Okay, can I put my hand here, Alicia? <laughs> <laughs> or, or they're going to have to have their girlfriend, you know, text you back, you know, consent. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to. And then you might have to text back a contract for the two of them. I mean, this is where we're going. I mean, it's insane, Alicia. I mean, and, and, it, and it all stems from the original, you know, go, I guess uh, the original, you know, good intent of, of sexual harassment and protecting people. Right. But, you know, come on, individual responsibility. We've become so litigious. Speaking of lawsuits, though, and uh, crazy things happening in court, we've got a judge who has been threatening to hold the IRS commissioner and DOJ lawyers in contempt for stonewalling on learner emails. Uh, The officials claimed originally that the emails um, during the relevant time period were completely destroyed. But then they come back and they go, well, okay, maybe 1,800 are actually preserved, (laughs) but we're still not going to hand them over, even though you've demanded them. And there have been court orders and there's such a thing as the Freedom of Information Act. So the judge says, you know, does his best Barney Fife and says, well, you either hand them over or at this point or I'm going to slap, you know, slap you with contempt. Come on, Alicia. Slap them with a contempt charge. I mean, you know, it's like Barney Fife without the bullet. Stop or I'll say stop again. I mean, we're so off the rails. But, I, but that's very typical of judges. You know, they usually give them sort of that, that one last chance, okay, cough them up, and and if they don't, you know, then the judge will have every uh, 
every justification to throw them in jail, to fine them or whatever. And federal judges, you shouldn't mess with them. When, you, well, when they tell you do something, they mean it. Well, well, I don't know, because it's been years now, and these people have supposedly been told to cough it up, and they haven't. You know, it's yeah, like... The, we don't... were before the district judge, though. I mean, it wasn't the subpoenas and everything were from the Congress, and it sort of moved its way up into... Just at our court, so I think that's why. So you feel yes. as though you feel as though that this is serious and that this might actually turn into something here because of the type of judge this is in front of. Uh, yes, and I, I what I think will happen is that those the emails will be disclosed. That's what will happen. Is that they, I mean the, the really bad ones might be buried, they might be destroyed, but uh, they're they're going to cough up a, a nice little document production here. Okay. Well, maybe we'll also have um, uh, there's another scandal involving Hillary. I mean, how you know, Donald Trump is saying that this woman is toast. Okay, that there is absolutely no way. I mean, Biden is supposedly plugs is supposedly, you know, on the bench ready to come in because there's at this point, you know, people are wondering how in the world she's still on the ticket. Well, she is because the left doesn't care about qualifications. They don't care about integrity or character. All they care about is the next next historic moment. And she's speaking of parts tonight. She's got the right parts. Um, you know, she so you know what? She's hiding two months. We find out she's now hiding two more months of emails uh, that are completely missing. And they, oh, coincidentally, involve the time frame of threats uh, and attacks against the embassy in Libya leading up to um, September uh, of 2012. And it also includes the, the time frame in which Huma Abedin, the front woman for the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, was not only her chief of staff, but also working for her on uh, the Clinton Foundation. So tell me, Alicia, how in the world this woman who illegally and unethically set up a home server after subpoenas were issued, she destroyed documents. She's now hiding even more months of emails. How is she not under indictment? Because she has power. (laughs) That's how it's it's not. uh, I think legally she should be under indictment. But, you know, the Obama administration is not going to. It's going to pursue her. And I think, you know, I think part of that is because of corruption within the Obama administration. And I'm speculating, of course, but my guess is that uh, Hillary took the fall on some stuff and, you know, that they had a deal that she was going to be in charge of Benghazi. You know, Obama wasn't going to know about it. And uh, she was going to get protected when there was fallout. Well, I also think that um, the GOP isn't doing anything. You know, they like to give a lot of bluster and, you know, Gowdy. Trump is saying he wants Gowdy to be his, a, you know, his AG. Well, he might make a great AG, but quite frankly, he's done nothing involving and none of the GOP has done anything of substance involving any of these scandals. And they right. could have they could have assigned a special prosecutor. You know, look they're, at what Ken Starr did over Ken Starr did over, you know, um, you know, Monica Lewinsky. He did more with that than this. Yeah, they're not going to do it because they're not actually opposed. I mean, they're they're all part of that same political. Well, they want to be able to do this. They want to make sure that if they're doing anything unethical and illegal, which which all of them probably are, they're all probably hiding their own emails in their crap. They they don't want to be held to account either. And that's one reason why we get we got to get behind that convention of states, and we also got to get behind primary challenges in all these districts. There's a great one. McCain's being challenged in Arizona. We need to we need to start uh, using social media to push to fire Boehner and to get rid of the leadership. And you know, uh, Alicia has a great book called Just Pursuits. If you want to get involved in politics, you want to run for office you know you can read all about how to do it in in her book you know get involved the american people can do this we can take this country back but we got to get involved right alicia that's absolutely right you know Boehner 
uh, he has power right now. So Mark Meadows, the, the uh, Republican from North Carolina, he challenged him. You know, when he challenged him on the trade deal, he got punished by Boehner. He was stripped of uh, one of his committee positions, so he was punished. You know, so we need to have, if we had more people willing to challenge uh, the, the political elites that are in charge of both parties, they would be removed. I mean, they're, they're not bulletproof. Yeah. Last topic before we got to go. Did you know, speaking of hiding things, and um, did you know, Alicia, that uh, John Kerry's daughter married an Iranian-American named Baruz? No, I did not know that. No, <laughs> there ain't no way I'd let my daughter marry a man named Baruz, okay? Well, in '09, John Kerry's daughter married an Iranian-American named Baruz. Um, seems like nobody really knew about it either, although I really think that people knew and it was just kind of hidden. Um, because, you know, the the Obama administration is filled with people that are all married. This person's married to this person at ABC. This person's married to this person over at, at, at the New York Times. Everybody knows everything. But so they all know what the deal is, but they're keeping it from the American people. So there was nothing mentioned about this guy's background when the wedding was announced and, and, and invitations went out. It was all really kept hidden from the American people. And there's a reason for that. It certainly wasn't mentioned at any time during the confirmation hearings. Guess who was um, the best man? In, in his daughter's wedding? I, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> well, uh, glad. thank you for asking. Well, his counterpart, John Kerry's counterpart in, in uh, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs over in Iran is a guy named Mohammad Javad Zarif. He is the Minister mm. of Foreign Affairs. It's someone that John Kerry met 10 years ago <laughs> in an event with George Soros. His son... This is John Kerry's counterpart in Iran, which is the number one state sponsor of terrorism in the world. That man's son was best man at John Kerry's wedding. And John Kerry is the one who's been head of negotiations with Iran. Is it any coincidence now that we find out that they got everything and we got nothing in this deal? And on top of it, the latest revelation from this new deal is that they have been offered the to be on the honor system in regards of checks against uh, their program. Is that the same code of honor, Alicia, that allows women to be stoned to death? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, we can, I, I don't think they're trustworthy, but I, yeah. I'm certain that the deal that happened with Iran has a bunch of backroom details that none of us are ever going to be aware of. Well, that's true. And um, well, thank you all for joining me for this hour. Hopefully the hammering didn't get too much from you from the hammering upstairs. Maybe it was my hammering. Anyway, thanks so much for joining me here on the Andrea K Show, 9 to 10 every two, Thursday and Friday night, right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Alicia Dern. Thanks to all my listeners out there. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. The answer is sponsored by Andrea Kay. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.